Welcome to episode 86 of Your Kids Next Read podcast, in which we talk about books and reading for kids of all ages. I'm Alison Tate, author of middle grade adventure series, The Mamika Chronicles, The Ataban Cipher, and my latest, The Maven and Reeve Mystery Series. Usually I would be here with my co-host, the almost back with us, Megan Daly, celebrity teacher librarian at Children's Books Daily and author of Raising Readers, How to Nurture a Child's Love of Books. Megan and I, along with our good friend, author Alison Rushby, are founders of the Your Kids Next Read community on Facebook. Search for Your Kids Next Read there to join us. But this week, for the last time, I am again serving up something different. In case you are just discovering us, our summer snacks are bite-sized episodes to offer you a feast of authorly goodness over the summer break. Each week, I'm joined by a different Australian author to chat about their latest book, what's coming up for them in 2023, their tips for getting kids reading and writing, as well as a couple of curly summer-based questions. Um, And this week, in our final Summer Snack episode, I've got Jessica Walton on the menu. Jessica Walton is a queer, disabled writer and speaker. They are the author of graphic novel Stars in Their Eyes with artwork by Asuka and Introducing Teddy, illustrated by Dougal McPherson. Jess also has two short stories for teens and kids published in Australian anthologies Funny Bones and Meet Me at the Intersection, as well as poetry in a few anthologies, magazines and journals. They co-wrote an episode of Get Kraken focused on disability, which aired on the ABC in 2019. So let's meet Jessica. Welcome to Your Kids Next Read, Jess Walton. It is an absolute pleasure to have you on our podcast. Um, I thought we could just start with you telling us all about your latest book. I would love to. Thank you so much for having me on today. Uh, So my latest book is um, Stars in Their Eyes that came out, I think it was last year. Um, It's a graphic novel about Maisie um, going on a road trip with her mum to her first fan con ever. And it's a graphic novel illustrated by um, the fantastic Ashka. Ah, so what inspired you to write Stars in Their Eyes? I'd written a short story for a YA anthology, so an anthology for teen readers, and um, that was for Fremantle Press. And I had never written for teenagers before. I had a picture book out before that. Um, And I thought, look, I'll have a go. And, you know, I don't know if I'll be any good at this or not, but if this is the only YA writing I get to do, I'm going to cram myself into this story. So I'm like, I'm going to do all of the rep that I would love to see, uh, that I would have loved to see in a story as a teenager. So I was like, I'm going to make uh, my main character, you know, bi and disabled um, in the ways that I'm disabled. So Macy's got anxiety and has a prosthetic leg um, and had cancer as a kid like I did. Um, and at the time uh, when I was writing it, I was kind of grappling with whether whether or not I was non-binary. And so I decided I was going to put that into um, Ollie, the other character in the story, um, who comes in a little bit later um, at the fan con. So that is how I kind of came up with this idea for Stars in Their Eyes, the short story. Uh, and then Fremantle were like, we really like this story. We think it would work well as a graphic novel. Would you like to have a go? And I am obsessed with graphic no- novels. Like that is the main thing that I read. So when they said that, I was like, oh, my God, I get to write a graphic novel. So uh, that was, yeah, beyond exciting. 
and I got to kind of learn this new format for writing so this new way of doing it so had to strip away everything except for the dialogue and then put the dialogue into kind of like a script format um, and then anything that wasn't dialogue came um, became like little notes about right how things looked or what the room was like or what people were wearing or you know just different things that were important to me that weren't actual dialogue um, and then all of that went to Ashka um, and it we didn't just do like I didn't just write things and then send it to Ashka and then that was it we actually spoke about um, over Zoom about my disability and I took some videos and photos of me kind of moving in different ways and doing different things um, and then Ashka used those videos to draw reference drawings of Maisie. So, um, yeah, that was amazing to actually see the way I move and the way I exist as a disabled person kind of straight into the graphic novel. So it feels very accurate to me, which is great. What an amazing experience. Like I I, I don't think I've ever really thought about how, um, you know, the, a graphic novel created by two people would actually work like that because, you know, we, we have spoken to people who have, you know, done the writing and the illustration themselves, but yeah. the idea of, of you creating like a script. So it, it's obviously not something that you had done prior to this. Were you, were no. you kind of anxious about it? Like, was it some, was it, was it a bit overwhelming or, or was it just like, yeah, no, I'm just going to use this as a learning experience. <laughs> It really was. And one of the things I did was uh, it was exciting to me. I, I don't think I was nervous. And one of the things I did to kind of help me get ready was I went and took one of my graf favourite graphic novels, um, Coraline by Neil Gaiman, and I looked at um, what was actually on the page and then wrote that down. Um, like so I looked at maybe about 10 pages and wrote down exactly what was on the page as like a script. Ah. And then I took the version of the book that I had that was not a graphic novel and compared what was um, taken, like I had a look at what had been taken out for the graphic novel version because Coraline was originally a novel um, that turned into a graphic novel. So it was the perfect way for me to look at, okay, when you turn something into a graphic novel, what gets removed? And I could see that some of the things that had been taken out from the novel had then been shown in the pictures instead. So that was very helpful. Wow, that's really interesting. I, yeah, okay. I wish we had more time to talk about this. I should have given you the extra. I should have given you the extended version here of the <laughs> of the summer snack. Anyway, we have to keep to strict script, but um, fascinating process, and it sounds like a terrific book. Um, have you got something new coming up in twenty twenty three? Well, the Stars in Their Eyes US edition is coming out in America Ooh. next year, which is very Hooray! exciting. Hey, um, and I'm now working on the second book in the series. So um, I wasn't sure that it was going to become a series, but um, I had enough good feedback about the first one that I thought, yeah, I want to see where these characters go. And um, it seems like some of the readers want to see where it goes. So I'm just researching and planning at the moment for that book. Well, that's exciting. And is that something that's going, does that have a deadline? Is that something that's going to happen in, you know, 2023, 2024, or how long does it take? <laughs> uh, no firm deadline. Um, I did have a deadline originally with the first graphic novel, um, but I had, you know, I've got um, mental health issues and I have chronic pain and different things that kind of mess up my timelines. Yeah. Um, and so Fremantle Press were amazing to work with because basically they wanted it as soon as possible and they had an idea of when they needed it by, but it was a little bit flexible to account for all of those things going on in my life. So 
Um, same sort of thing with this. They would like it as soon as possible, but um, there's no kind of firm deadline and, you know, there's no there's no contract. It's just all, you know, they, they, they have lots of readers that are keen to find out what's happening next and I've had that feedback too and they were like, when are you thinking about writing this? Because we would love to see it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I'm just kind of excited to jump into it and research and plan and see where it goes and then send them something and see if they like it. I'm still very early on in my career and it's just kind of nice to be at the playful stage of writing. And, yeah, that's yeah. lovely. That's yeah. the best That's the best place to be with the writing. Yeah. The deadlines just, you know, mess it all up, <laughs> let's face it. All right, let's uh, move on to the summer section of our summer snack. Um, what yep. is your favourite thing about an Aussie summer? Oh, um, being inside and staying cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's pretty much my favourite thing about it, Aussie summer as well. Just yeah. staying out of it. Is that basically staying the out response? Of it. That's exactly <laughs> right. So um, I'm basically allergic to the beach. So like beach grasses and salt water and like really bad heat kind of set off all kinds of rushes and eczema and stuff. So uh, the joke when I was growing up was that I was allergic to summer. Yep. Beaches. <laughs> uh, so my favourite thing is to be somewhere cool reading a book. Oh, that sounds great. All right. Yeah. Well, on that, do you have a tip for inspiring kids to read this summer? Oh, yeah. So there is a new Real Pigeons out that I, and I'm obsessed with the Real Pigeons books and so are my kids. So um, my plan is to start reading that with them as soon as they're on summer holidays. Um, and then I also have some graphic novels that I'm really excited about reading. So I have a pile of them next to my bed. And on top of that is uh, Welcome to St. Hell by Lewis Hancocks, which I've already read, but I love it so much that I can't wait to jump back into it as soon as I have time. So, yeah, basically I make a pile that's just for summer reading um, and I think that's a really good way to get excited about reading over summer is to make a little pile of the books that you think you can get read in that time and yeah. then they're kind of just waiting for you, like kind of hanging out and they you, can, you see it each day and you think, yep, I'm going to get to you in a, you know, in a week and then you do a little countdown and then you're finally on holidays and it's time to read. So, yeah. That's, that's a great idea. Tip. What about writing? Do you have a tip for inspiring kids to write this summer? Yes. So I think um, it's really exciting to go and do something and be aware while you're doing it. Like let's say you're going to the beach, which obviously I don't do very often, but, um, you know, while you're there, you can be thinking about what am I feeling um, what am I tasting? Am I having an ice cream? Um, you know, is the salty salty water, you know, while I'm swimming, am I getting a, a mouthful of that occasionally? Um, you know, what does the sand feel like when it's really hot? Um, is it firm sand? Is it soft sand? Just being aware of your senses and the world around you and then capturing that when you get home. So mm. um, because I think sometimes when you're sitting down to write and there's a blank page in front of you, it can be hard to kind of think of what to write. But if you have like these little snippets of, what your experiences were like over the summer, then when you want to sit down and write a story about, you know, maybe some kids um, that's set in a beach town at summertime, you will have like, you know, all of these amazing experiences of your own that, to draw on. So when they say write what you know, I think uh, we can get dig down deeper into that theory and go, well, write what I did today, what I did yesterday and and how that felt and tasted and smelled and, yeah, yeah, so getting home and like capturing your your summer day um, in the computer, and then Beautiful. going out and having another fun summer day the next day. That sounds great. Great tip. All right, if you were a summer snack, what would you be? 
Ah, a summer snack. It's not an easy question, is it? Like I've been told several times now that I probably could have come up with something easier. Uh, and it's a tub of Neapolitan ice cream. Oh. So something like really. <laughs> Choices. And like, yeah, and like everyone loves something in that tub generally. So, yes. yeah, yeah, I would be like, yeah. That's great. I love it. All right, and for our last uh, question for this bite-sized interview, um, can you recommend a summer read for kids of any age, any age you like, really? Well, I was talking about Real, Real Pigeons and I really like that the new book is called Stay Cool, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is what I love to do in summer. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just um, I love how silly and fun it is Um when I go to a graphic novel, I'm usually, I mean, I do like some of the kind of grittier stuff, but often I'm going to a graphic novel for a bit of fun, a bit of escapism. Um, and so I reckon the Real Pigeon series are kind of perfect for that. What sort uh, of age group would you recommend them for? Oh, well, my kids started reading these, or I started reading it to them when they were around four, My yeah. when my eldest was four. Um, and then my um, second child is now um, six and is still really into them and so is my eight-year-old. So Brilliant. I reckon you know four to 12 I mean no I wouldn't say four to 12 because I'm 30 you love them <laughs> 38 or something 37 I never remember exactly how old I am but I'm somewhere around that age and I am obsessed with them so fantastic four, all right four, I'm gonna say four to 38 that's perfect yeah. yeah perfect all right well thank you so much for joining us on this uh summer snack episode Jess it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you I really hope that the um your graphic novel goes brilliantly in the US for you in 23 and we will look forward to seeing what you come up with next. Thanks so much. I love hearing about Australian authors taking their work to the world and we wish Jess all the best for world domination. You'll find all of the books discussed and recommended in our Summer Snacks show notes at yourkidsnextread.com. As the last in our Summer Snacks series, Megan and I will actually be back next week with a full program of quality waffle, book mail and other events. I can't wait to hear what she's been up to. In the meantime, you'll find me at alisontate.com and on Facebook and Instagram at alisontatewriter and you'll find Megan at childrensbooksdaily.com and at childrensbooksdaily on all of the platforms. Thanks for listening and we're looking forward to a very big and bright 2023 with you.